a Radio 1 91FM podcast. The time is now uh, 3.01, so it is time for today's uh, Side A with JBJ. And uh, this week I'm being incredibly just wild and crazy and self-indulgent. Um, if they cancel my show for the rest of the year, well, it's the end of the year anyways, so... Um, the new Star Wars is coming out tonight slash tomorrow morning. Uh, I do encourage you to uh, try and support your small local theaters where you can, uh, independent theaters. So, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, the big behemoth in the octagon is probably maybe the least last choice you should support. But uh, what do we have in Dunedin? I guess we have Metro. who will probably be showing it. And... Um, I don't know, Rialto? Anyway, support support the small guys, support the underdogs, support the rebels against the uh, Metro Cineplex Empire. So, yeah, episode 9, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I have not watched any trailers, so no, no spoilers coming up. Um... I've also, yeah, I've also said that um, I haven't watched any of The Mandalorian yet, which apparently is quite cool. My stupid social media is so full of Baby Yoda memes, which, I mean, I guess I kind of understand that just Baby Yoda's cute, but I don't really, I feel like I'm missing a little bit of something, so I'll, I'll get around to it pretty soon. But I'm just not, I just can't tolerate when shows come out episode by episode, week by week anymore, and... I just feel manipulated into just, you know, really craving that next episode. So I, I much prefer to wait for them all to come out and then I'll just binge it all. But, um, yeah, pretty much looking forward to uh, the new Star Wars coming out. Um, I usually go to the midnight screening, but uh, I think we're making plans to go see it over the Christmas holidays. Um, so I might save it for that. But I don't know. Spur of the moment decision might happen. Um, so anyways, I brought in uh, a copy of The Story of Star Wars, which is a record produced in 1977 um, by 20th Century Fox, I suppose. And I think I got it for maybe like the Regent Anything But Books book sale ages ago. And uh, so it's an abridged, adapted version of the film. And this is 1977, so there are no, uh, there's no Netflix in 1977. Um, no Lightbox, no uh, bestfreestreaming.com. No uh, DVD, no Blu-ray, no VHS, I don't think. So, people loved Star Wars when it came out, uh, the original one, A New Hope, but they couldn't own it at home. So the record, and uh, also, I think there was a, a cassette version, a four-track reel-to-reel audio tape, and an eight-track tape version as well. Those were the only ways you could uh, enjoy Star Wars at home, aside from, I guess, dressing up and reenacting it but that's not quite the same. So this is an adapted uh, version um, produced for a record by George Lucas, of course, and uh, Alan Alan Livingston. And uh, it's narrated by Roscoe Lee Brown, who is an American actor. Um, It does feature uh, the original cast and a lot of the original music and, uh, like, from the soundtrack and uh, sound effects. So you can just enjoy all the the sound effects and laser blasts and um, doors opening and spaceships taking off without the distractions of the uh, annoying, annoyingly good visuals. Um, so yeah, I haven't really cleared this with uh, management, so to speak, so I don't know how this is going to go, but it's about half an hour's worth, I'd say. So um, yeah, why not? Let's celebrate. Um, this is today's side a with jbj this is side side a not side one 
of uh, the story of Star Wars, which features a uh, full-color picture book, which I'll just I'll just keep that to myself. I'll just be flipping through the pages while the while the thing plays. All right, hope you enjoy. Here's today's side A with JBJ. time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship. Custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. But Princess Leia's cruiser is no match for the warship which swiftly overtakes her vessel. In moments, Imperial stormtroopers invade the rebel craft with a blaze of laser weapons. They shut down the main reactor. We'll be destroyed for sure. This is madness. We're doomed. There'll be no escape for the princess this time. C-3PO, a bronze, human-like robot, frantically searches the battle-torn ship for R2-D2, his stubby mechanical friend. But at that moment, not far away, a desperate Princess Leia hurriedly programs the little robot with secret information. Secret information that could save the rebel cause. Then, she disappears into the smoke-filled corridor as 3PO appears. At last! Where have you been? They're heading in this direction. What are we going to do? We'll be sent to the spice mines of Kessel or smashed into who knows what. But R2-D2 is already scooting down the sub-hallway, emitting a series of mechanical beeps and chirps that only 3PO can understand. He is nearing a small metal module, the Rebel Cruiser's escape pod. Hey, you're not permitted in there. It's restricted. You'll be deactivated for sure. Don't you call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease. Now come out before somebody sees you. Secret mission? What plans? What are you talking about? I'm not getting in there. Oh, oh no. I'm going to regret this. As the robots escape in the pod, a dark presence enters the ship. The ominous commander of the Imperial forces, Darth Vader, tall and threatening in his black helmet, flowing black cape, and a face forever masked by a foreboding metal breath screen. Darth Vader, a figure who moves forever in a cloud of awesome evil. The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? Vader grips the rebel's throat. We intercepted no transmissions! 
This is a consular ship. We're on a diplomatic mission. If this is a consular ship, where is the ambassador? Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans and bring me the passengers. I want them alive. Princess Leah is discovered by Vader stormtroopers. There's one. Set for stun. She'll be all right. Inform Lord Vader we have a prisoner. Princess Leah is taken before Darth Vader for questioning. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not steal for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomatic... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of a rebel alliance and a traitor. Take her away! Lord Vader, the battle station plans are not aboard this ship, and no transmissions were made. An escape pod was jettisoned during the fighting. But no life forms were aboard. She must have hidden the plans in the escape pod. Send a detachment down to retrieve them. See to it personally, Commander. There will be no one to stop us this time. Yes, sir. The robot's escape pod lands in the middle of a vast desert on the remote planet of Tatooine. They escape the Imperial forces, but soon face stranger foes. Jawas. <laughs> Small. Yellow-eyed creatures, wearing heavy cloaks with hoods scurry like rodents behind the rocks. The greedy little scavengers capture the hapless droids and place them aboard a gargantuan transport vehicle. You think they'll melt us down? Meanwhile, Imperial troops discover the abandoned escape pod and begin a relentless hunt for the droids. Someone was in the pod. The tracks go off in this direction. As the troops are searching for the droids, the Java scrap dealers stop near the small farm homestead of Owen Lars. The burly farmer and his young nephew, Luke Skywalker, inspect the robots for sale, especially R2-D2 and 3 po what I really need is a droid who understands the binary language of moisture evaporators. Evaporators? Sir, my first job was programming binary load lifters, very similar to your evaporators in most respects. Can you speak, Bocce? Of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I must yeah, All right, in. shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. Uncle Owen? Yeah? What about that one? What about that blue one? We'll take that one. I'm quite sure you'll be very pleased with that one, sir. He really is in first-class condition. I've worked with him before. Here he comes. Okay, let's go. Luke takes the two robots into the homestead's garage for repairs. Oh, well, my little friend. Got something jammed in here real good. Were you on a star cruiser? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What's this? A three-dimensional likeness of Princess Leia appears in mid-air, projected by R2-D2. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Who is she? She's beautiful. I'm afraid. I'm not quite sure, Help sir. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
He says that he is the property of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a resident of these parts. And it's a private message for him. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old Ben Kenobi. I beg your pardon, sir, but do you know what he's talking about? Well, I don't know anyone named Obi-Wan, but old Ben lives out beyond the Dune Sea. He's kind of a strange old hermit. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know who she is. Wait a minute, where'd she go? Bring her back. Play back the entire message. What message? The one you've just been playing. The one you're carrying inside your rusty innards. All right, I'll be right there, Aunt Beru. I'm sorry, sir, but he appears to have picked up a slight flutter. Here, see what you can do with him. I'll be right back. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. No, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. Luke returns after his midday meal to discover that the little robot has gone off in search of Obi-Wan Kenobi. How could I be so stupid? He's nowhere in sight. Pardon me, sir, but wouldn't we go after him? Luke and Pukio race above the desert sands in the battered lands today. Soon, they overtake the waddling droid. Hey, whoa, just where do you think you're going? But before they can get R2-D2 aboard the land speeder... What's wrong with them now? There are several creatures approaching from the southeast. Sand people. Worse. Come on, let's go have a look. Come on. Well, there are two banthas down there, but I don't see any... Wait a second. They're sand people, all right? I can see one of them now. The fierce, marginally human creature presses a surprise attack, and in the face of sudden danger, Luke is knocked to the ground. R2-D2 dutifully stands guard over Luke's inert body as the sand people ransack the speeder, but they are startled by the presence of a hooded and cloaked figure approaching over the dunes, and they flee. Luke opens his eyes as the old man bends over him. Tell me, young Luke, what brings you out this far? Oh, this little droid. Uh, he claims to be the property of an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think my uncle knows him. He said he was dead. Oh, he's not dead. Not yet. We well, you know him. Well, of course I know him. He's me. Ben hurries the group into the safety of his small desert house. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. I wish I'd known him. He was the best star pilot in the galaxy. And a cunning warrior. I understand you've become quite a good pilot yourself. And he was a good friend. Which reminds me. I have something here for you. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. But your uncle wouldn't allow it. He feared you might follow old Obi-Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Sure, go ahead. What is it? Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. 
before the dark times, before the Empire. How did my father die? A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. He betrayed and murdered your father. Now the Jedi are all but extinct. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? Now the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, and penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Now, let's see if we can't figure out what you are, my little friend. And where you've come from. I saw part of the message. He I seem to have found it. The image of Princess Leah again appears, projected into space. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person. But my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Ben urges young Luke to join him in rescuing the princess, but Luke hesitates. For Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru need him at home. Look, I can take you as far as Anchorhead. You can get a transport there to Mos Eisley or wherever you're going. You must do what you feel is right, of course. While taking Ben to the spaceport, Luke's landspeeder comes upon a gruesome scene. The Jawa Sandcaller is devastated, and the bodies of slain Jawas litter the hot sand. Ben realizes. It is the work of Imperial stormtroopers who are searching for the missing robots. If they trace the robots here, they may have learned who they sold them to, and that would lead them back home. Oh, wait, Luke! It's too dangerous! But Luke is already in the land speeder and zooming toward home. There, he makes a shattering discovery. The homestead is now a smoking ruin, and worse, he finds the smoldering bodies of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. He returns to Ben with the shocking news. There's nothing you could have done, Luke, had you been there. You'd have been killed, too. And the droids would now be in the hands of the Empire. I want to come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Luke, Ben, and the two droids leave the sad scene of destruction and make their way to Moss Eisley Spaceport. Moss Eisley Spaceport. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Luke follows Ben into a murky, smoke-filled den, serving an incredible array of weird and exotic aliens monsters and disreputable humans. One-eyed, thousand-eyed, slimy, furry, scaly tentacles and claws are huddled over drinks. 
Ben moves through the dingy room in search of a likely star pilot, while Luke edges up to the long metallic bar. A strange, multi-eyed creature and his surly human sidekick approach Luke. He doesn't like you. Sorry. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. This little one's not worth the effort. Come, let me get you something. With one skillful stroke of his lightsaber, Ben slashes the deadly creature. Then moves on to the business at hand. I'm all right. Chewbacca here, his first mate on a ship that might suit us. Ben introduces Luke to an eight-foot-tall, 200-year-old Wookiee who communicates in a series of grunts and growls. The Wookiee leads them to his captain, a 30-year-old starship smuggler, Han Solo. Han Solo. I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship? You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I've outrun Imperial starships. Not the local bulk cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Karelian ships now. She's fast enough for you, old man. We can pay you 2,000 miles, plus 15 when we reach Alderaan. 17, huh? Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. But Alderaan is also the destination of those with a darker purpose. Tarkin and Vader have decided that a demonstration of the full destructive power of the Death Star may persuade the princess to cooperate. Meanwhile, Ben's group has reassembled at a Mos Eisley docking bay to board the Millennium Falcon. What a piece of junk. She'll make 0.5 past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. I've made a lot of special modifications myself. But we're a little rushed, so if you'll just get on board, we'll get out of here. But the Imperial Stormtroopers have tracked the robots to the spaceport. Stop that ship! Blast them! Han Solo and Chewie exchange blasting laser fire to the troops as the others board the Falcon. Chewie, get us out of here! Oh my, I'd forgotten how much I hate space travel. Cruiser, our passengers must be hotter than I thought. Try and hold them off. Angle a deflector shield while I make the calculations for the jump to light speed. Stay sharp. There's two more coming in. They're going to try and cut us off. Why don't you outrun them? I thought you said this thing was fast. Watch your mouth, kid. You're going to find yourself floating home. We'll be safe enough once we make the jump to hyperspace. Besides, I know a few maneuvers. We'll lose them. Here's where the fun begins. How long before you can make the jump to light speed? 
Take a few moments to get the coordinates from the Nava computer. Are you kidding? They're right there gaining? Traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops, boy. Without precise calculations, we'd fly right through a star or bounce too close to a supernova, and that'd end your trip real quick, wouldn't it? What's that flashing? Losing it a flicker shield. Both traps yourselves in. I'm gonna make the jump to light speed. The Millennium Falcon has leaped to light speed and safety. But the object of its mission, Princess Leia, is in grave danger aboard the Death Star. Tarkin attempts to force the information from her with a terrible threat. Princess Leia, before your execution, I would like you to be my guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station operational. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No. Alderaan is peaceful. We have no weapons. You can't You will prefer another target, a military target? Then name the system. I grow tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. Where is the rebel base? Dantooine. They're on Dantooine. There. You see, Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. Continue with the operation. You may fire when ready. What? You're far too trust. Dantooine is too remote to make an effective demonstration, but don't worry. We will deal with your rebel friends soon enough. No. Commence primary ignition. The awesome power of the battle station's lasers instantly reduces the planet of Alderaan to pulverized space dust. A cataclysmic disaster that Ben Kenobi can sense even from far away aboard the Millennium Falcon. Are you all right? What's wrong? I felt a great disturbance in the Force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Here, something terrible has happened. You better get on with your exercises. Luke continues practicing with his Jedi lightsaber. He tries to strike a small metallic ball which maneuvers elusively. Luke cannot make contact. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. You mean he controls your actions? Partially, but it also obeys your commands. This time, let go your conscious self and act on instinct. <laughs> With the blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Stretch out with your feelings. Luke assumes a frozen stance, and the remote target makes another pass. Luke deflects the bolts with swift strokes of the same. You see? You can do it. Looks like we're coming up on Alderaan. You know, I did feel something. I could almost see the remote. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. But aboard the Death Star battle station, Princess Leia may be a step closer to execution. Yes? Scout ships have reached Dantooine. They found the remains of a rebel base, but they estimate that it has been deserted for some time. She lied. 
She lied to us. I told you she would never consciously betray the rebellion. Terminate her immediately. Meanwhile, the Millennium Falcon comes out of hyperspace near the coordinates where Alderaan once existed. But Solo and the others are in for a shock. Stand by, Chewie. Here we go. Cutting the sublight engines. Come out of hyperspace into a meteor shower, some kind of asteroid collision. It's not on any of the charts. What's going on? Our position's correct, except no Alderaan. What do you mean? Where is it? So I'm trying to tell you, kid, it ain't there. It's been totally blown away. What? How? Destroyed by the Empire. The entire Starfleet couldn't destroy the whole planet. It'd take a thousand ships with more firepower than I've. There's another ship coming in. Look at him, he's heading for that small moon. I think I can get him before he gets there. He's almost in range. That's no moon. It's a space station. Why are we still moving towards it? We've caught in a tractor beam that's pulling us in. There's got to be something you can do. There's nothing I can do about it, kid. I'm full power. I'm going to have to shut down. They're not going to get me without a fight. You can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting. As the helpless pirate ship is pulled steadily toward the evil metal moon, Solo and his passengers hide in cleverly concealed smuggling compartments. The immense size of the battle station is staggering, and the mile-high docking port doors yawn slowly open. Clear Bay 327. We're opening the magnetic field. So that was uh, today's side A with JBJ. Um, that was that was not your usual your usual thing for three o'clock on a Wednesday, um, but it's partly in celebration, I suppose, for uh, the Rise of Skywalker coming out tonight. For anyone that's excited uh, to find out what happens in the rest of the story, you'll have to just find out on your own. Um, I won't give you any spoilers, but it's been something like forty years, so you've had time to watch it. Uh, but the good guys win. Um, so yeah, that was uh, the story of Star Wars um, adapted for uh, record, I guess, in uh, for ni- 1977. Came out on 20th Century Fox and uh, featured uh, original soundtrack and cast, um, narrated by Roscoe Lee Brown, and uh, yeah, starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing, and Alec Guinness. Um, it was kind of cool, like hearing little bits, you know, that less like if you've seen Rogue One, they talk about um, 3PO's like, oh, are they going to send us to the spice mines of Kessel? And, you know, if you've seen Solo, you've seen that um, droids are pretty much enslaved on the spice mines of Kessel. Um, so you know what that's all about. And if you saw uh, Rogue One, um, yeah, you know what happened, how uh, they stole the plans and um, uh, yeah, picked up where episode four uh started so yeah again if you're gonna go see star wars check out your uh, local local uh small independent theaters first if you can that was a radio 191 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found